You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 108. Today's reading is from Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. The Lord said this parable. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that falls to me. And he divided his living between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took his journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in loose living. And when he had spent everything, a great famine arose in that country, and he began to be in want. So he went and joined himself to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his belly with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was yet at a distance, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and make merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to make merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what this meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Lo, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your living with harlots, you killed for him the fatted calf. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to make merry and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Continuing from last week in our discussion on the parable of the publican and the Pharisee, this week I'd like to examine another gospel reading that we hear in liturgy as we prepare for Great Lent. And oftentimes I avoid these Sunday gospel readings, Father, as we hear sermon on, sermons on these readings uh, year after year, but I can't uh, avoid these past two weeks discussing these readings as they are so significant and compelling, I think. And, and I immediately see a parallel here between the publican and the Pharisee and the prodigal son, the similarity between the prodigal and the tax collector and then the older son from today's reading and the Pharisee from the previous week. So am I seeing some similarities here, Father, or am I off base? Yeah, there are definitely some similarities, and not just between the parable of the publican and Pharisee and the parable that you read today of the prodigal son, but others as well. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that systematically, 
in virtually every case in the Bible. God in the Old Testament and Jesus or God himself in the New Testament side with the underdog, with the enemy, the bad guy, the sinner. Yeah, I think I see what you're saying here, Father. There are plenty of examples of that. Uh, the Samaritans were enemies and, and rivals of the Jews. Uh, but, of course, we all know the parable of the Good Samaritan. And then the adulterous woman is another example. Uh, Jesus associating regularly with sinners and being called out for that. But with respect to today's reading of the parable of the prodigal son, I see similarities in the fact that the tax collector was a great sinner and someone who was despised. And then today the prodigal son I think would be similar, most especially as it relates to his brother. He, he would also have been despised. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. As we can see by the end of today's parable, it's clear that the son who stayed faithful, who stayed there with the father the whole time, does not respect the prodigal son or view him as an equal. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe something that we can get into more depth later. But in the meantime, I'm wondering, as we approach Great Lent, why these readings are appointed, and then what should we keep in mind from this parable to help us to better prepare ourselves? Yeah, so in my mind, many people interpret these parables as being primarily about repentance, and by that I mean they view themselves as sinners, and Great Lent is a time where, of course, we should be repenting. That's one of the main themes, and so we tend to view ourselves as being the publican who was a sinner, and we tend to view ourselves in the story as being the prodigal son who was a sinner. But personally, I think this is a mistaken way for most of us to understand these texts. That's interesting. So I'd like to dive into that a little bit more because I, I definitely agree that a lot of us can relate to the tax collector or to the prodigal son in the sense that we are in need of repentance. And that certainly seems to be an important aspect, uh, not only of Lent in the Orthodox Church, but also in the Bible. The whole idea of confessing that we are sinners, that all have fallen short of the glory of God, and that all of us are in need of repentance. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. And to say otherwise, I believe, you know, would be essentially anti-Christian. It would be contrary to the gospel, you know, no doubt about that. So why did you say earlier that this understanding of repentance and of us confessing to be sinners and seeing ourselves as the tax collector or the prodigal son is not the primary meaning of this text or, or for their use at the beginning of Great Lent? It's a good question and a fair question at that. And to answer that, I would begin by saying that to hear these parables from the gospel, you have to be in church. You don't hear these readings if you're at home nor if you're outliving a prodigal, loose lifestyle. You only hear them when you're in church or if, like our listeners, you are already seeking out this type of, of spiritual material. Okay, so uh, I'm curious why you bring up that point, Father. Yeah, because by the fact that we're in church or that we're seeking out this type of material, it shows that we're much more like the Pharisee or much more like the brother who stayed by his father and was faithful that entire time. In general, and you know, obviously there are a few exceptions, but in general, we are the ones who are making an effort to live a good and godly life. We are the ones, again, who are much more like the Pharisee and the faithful son. We are already in the Father's house. We are already part of God's community. That's an interesting proposition. Uh, certainly, we do say that being a member of the church is being part of God's community. And then practically speaking, what are the implications of what you're saying uh, of this approach of us being the Pharisee or, or the faithful son? 
Yeah, so we talked uh, last week about the Pharisee. People can remember that or invite them to go back and listen to it. But with respect to today's parable and the faithful son, it gets into what we mentioned earlier. You said you'd like to get into it at some point, the reaction of the faithful son. Now notice what happens in this parable. At the beginning, the father decides to give the inheritance to the two sons in advance. And this relates to something we've discussed multiple times on this podcast over various different episodes, and that is that God already has given us his grace. He has already given us forgiveness and life with him, which is our inheritance. And we've talked about how a person can never earn their inheritance, but they can lose it. And so I want to highlight again this biblical notion, this biblical idea that God already gives the inheritance. He's already poured out his mercy. We can either keep that inheritance, though we never earn it, but we can keep it by sharing that grace and forgiveness with others, or alternatively, we can lose the inheritance by refusing to share it with others. And then that brings us to the end of today's parable. This faithful son was given his inheritance, again, in advance. So what more could a person realistically want? Is it not enough that your father already gave you your inheritance, the inheritance that you have not and will not ever earn because it's not something you deserve? You know, why do you need more? Those are serious questions. And when you convert them to questions we must ask ourselves in understanding this parable, we have to ask, is it not enough that God showed mercy to us who are sinners? Is it not enough that he gives us his grace despite the fact that we've never earned it? Can't God also give that same gift to others who we might view as less worthy? Do we really need to see them deprived so that we feel better? That's the meaning of today's parable, I think we need to understand that we are the faithful son. That's why we're hearing this message. And God has been gracious to us, and he merely wants us to be gracious to others who come to him later after us. He does not want us to be self-righteous. He doesn't want us to become an exclusive club, some form of moral police, from which sinners are then prevented or somehow discouraged from becoming a member of that community of God's community. I really appreciate that perspective, Father, and I hope it gives us some insight into how we should view these parables and how we should view ourselves and interact with with others also. So maybe to conclude today, you could just share a word on how this still connects with the theme of repentance found in these stories and which is a main theme of Great Lent. Yeah, absolutely. And as I noted earlier, it's it's inarguable that confessing yourself to be a sinner and repenting are important aspects of both a biblical faith and of being an, a faithful Orthodox Christian as we approach Great Lent. And so what I hope I've highlighted is the fact that our repentance as the Pharisee and as the faithful son is a repentance and asking of forgiveness for having a sense of self-righteousness, for not being satisfied that we have God's grace, but that we seem to have this deep sense of also wanting just a little more of God's grace than we are willing to share with others, that his grace to us is not sufficient. Our repentance should be more focused on the fact that by viewing ourselves as better than others, we might unknowingly, unwittingly keep people away like the prodigal son, like the tax collector, who are in desperate need of God's grace and mercy and love. Thank you, Father. As we continue to approach Great Lent, today's discussion focused on the parable of the prodigal son. And while it's common to focus on the theme of repentance in these parables, Father Aaron stressed that we may be missing the mark if this is our sole focus. Like the Pharisee from last week's reading, or today from the prodigal son, 
Those of us in the church are making an effort to live a good and godly life, and we hear these readings at church, in our Father's house, as part of God's community. And so we are like the faithful son. We have already been given God's grace and forgiveness, which is our inheritance. Here, Father also reminded us that this inheritance is not something that we have earned, but it can be lost. And so, do we take what we have been given and extend that same mercy and forgiveness to others? Or do we need to deprive someone else of God's mercy so that we feel better? God does not desire our self-righteousness, but rather our open arms to our neighbor, extending the same love and forgiveness Christ first gave us. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God. Oh,